place for Dr. Sheila Austin from Montgomery, Alabama. Well, before you be seated, thank you, Bishop. Lady Angela, my friend, I, when Bishop called, we are in the midst of accreditation for the state of Alabama at that particular university. And the accreditation means if you don't pass it, you're not able to continue in your education programs. Not only am I the highest ranking female, I'm the highest ranking minority, period, <laughs> on that campus. And I'm telling you to say this, you can't tell me what folks say. I'm now senior dean, highest ranking minority. And when you fly into Montgomery and mention the name of Dr. Sheila Austin, folks know who you talking about. And what makes it even greater than that, I'm a King's kid. When you walk in my office, you know God lives in there. There's crosses all over, Bishop. I have all kinds of sayings. You won't walk out the way you came in. You will walk out blessed. I make no excuses. Because if other folks can make you respect who they are, you are going to respect who I am. Enough is enough of you putting your Jesus in your glove compartment. When you walk into your job, how do you ever think change is going to take place if you don't take him with you everywhere you go? Sit down, sit down, sit down. Lady Angela, this is just a small token from Bishop and I and Dr. J and Miss Chocolate. We want you to know that we love you. There is a word in this house. Four this house. I told Bishop, I've been up probably since about four or five this morning. How many of you know when you think it's one thing and God to say, mm. that's not it. So you have to learn in your obedience when you're walking with God. How dare Sheila to tell the Lord, I've been spending two weeks preparing for this. You think he cares? And what you say, what that mean? It don't mean nothing, boo. It means absolutely nothing. Because the word that God needs to be given is the word that needs to be given. I very quickly, I'm going to go through. Am I doing this right, baby girl? Okay. Turn your neighbor and say, let's go. Let go. Let go. Let go. I mean, say it with some attitude. Let go. Tell him again, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. Horrible Shabbat Some of you are holding on to stuff that happened 20 and 30 years ago. And let me serve you notice. See, God can't let anything else come in. Because your closets are stuffed, your mind is stuffed, your body is stuffed, your home is stuffed, your car is stuffed, your trunk is stuffed, your luggage is stuffed with junk that you should have let go a long time ago. Well, I'm going to help you let go of some stuff. Let me just pause real here and say this. I lost my baby son. It will be one year next Sunday. I was doing some training at Alabama State University for a group of about 75 young ladies. I kept hearing my phone go off, but you know when we're in gear, we're working. When I'm working, I'm working. I'm thinking, well, whoever it is calling, it's just going to have to wait. And then my second mind said, whatever has happened, it's happened. And there's nothing you can do about it. So when I finished speaking, I went over to get my purse and one of my sorority sisters said, Sheila, your phone has been ringing for the last hour. I took it out and looked at the numbers. I knew then. So I called Bishop Pat McKinstry. That was one of the numbers. She said, Sheila, where are you? 
because they thought I was at my campus. I was on another campus. They had campus police trying to find me. I said, I'm over here at Alabama State. I just finished some training. I said, is it my son? She said, yes. I said, he's gone. She said, yes. I said, okay. I said, I will be in tonight. Now, let me tell you, saints. Sometimes the enemy can trick us by making us just go berserk and acting like we crazy. I'm very serious. Because we know in this life, you will live and then you're going to what? We don't know the appointed time. We don't know the appointed hour. My baby just had a birthday in um, September 13th. He turned 39. And my sister and I, our kids, are, are my 11-month, what do you call it? Not twins, but you told me the last night the word was called what? When you're close together and you're not twins. What's the word? What's the word? Irish. They said it's Irish, so my sister and I were Irish. We were like 12 months apart. Our last children are five days apart. So I went to my granddaughter, was on campus. She was a freshman. Her dad bought her to campus. The last pictures we have of him is him with this arm around his baby, walking her down to her dorm. Let me tell you, folks, you all be careful of social media. I'm telling you. That's the worst demonic demon there is out there. You need to hear me today. Before we even got to her to tell her somebody was posting it, we're sorry to hear about your father. So campus police had to rush to go get her. By the time I got there, the child was already in the stairs. Needless to say, we went on in that night, flew in my husband. I just love him to life. He's awesome when it comes to taking care of business because he knows about them airlines. He knows all about them sky miles. He knows what to tell them. He knows what to do. He says, get ready. We're going to Atlanta. Took that flight. Hear me how quick God works things. Went home. They found my baby. His dad's a paramedic firefighter. When I was there a week before doing some training, this big meeting I did there, my son came to see me. He said, Mom, I've got a gift for you. And I'm thinking, this boy owed me about 8000 for his daughter's tuition. And you're going to tell me you got a gift for me? You know how we do, mamas. You know. We'd be like, you got something for me. You owe me. You got something for me. Pay my money. Pay my money. When I got the bag, my niece is there. Many of you met Valley at the last conference that her and I were here. We're at Valley's house. Valley's husband is an attorney. Valley's a clerk, of course. These are prominent people. Valley and I are looking at each other like he's bringing us a gift. Justin? He gave me a bag, a red bag. My sorority colors, red bag. He had a $3,000 tennis bracelet in that bag. You know my eyes were going then, don't you? <laughs> But something in my spirit said, be quiet. I couldn't talk. Then he had a box of Tylenol. He said, this is for all the heartache and pain I've caused you. This was October. It was a birthday card. My birthday was not to March. Then he had a bag of Werther's candy in the bag. He said, you were the sweetest mom. The card read, I want you to know how much you meant to me and mean to me. And I'm thinking, meant to you. He said, I never would have been able to make it without you being in my life. Saints, I had a hard time shedding tears. Hear me. Because what God was doing, God will never let anything happen to us without us giving us preparation we choose to miss the signs. Hear me. We choose to miss the signs, but the Holy Ghost is always. I got in there, went to see the other family members. My son was a biker. They called him a connector. At 38 years old, this boy was the foreman at BP Oil, the youngest they've ever had. Do you hear me? It's a major position. I couldn't get anything out. They had to release the body. But that Monday was a holiday. 
Tuesday, we had a celebration of life. When I tell you, they had to shut down two blocks, Bishop. Black, white, Latino, Hispanic, old, young, in wheelchairs, barely walking, his first grade teachers, the neighbors from the neighborhood that we lived in, they bombarded that place for a connector. At the age of 38, how can I be angry with the Lord? When they found him, he, his bath water was already ran, had his underwear on in his bed with his hands lifted up and his eyes looking up to heaven. I said, Lord, I thank you. My child wasn't shot in the, in, in the street. I said, what an honorable way for you to take my baby. And I tell you one thing, we had a celebration of life. We had a celebration of life. The only time, Bishop, I got a little teary-eyed, when I went outside, and it must have been about 200 to 300 bikers in that street, and they began to make those formations. And they had my son's bike parked in front of the church. So y'all know what I did, don't you? Boo, I hiked that skirt up. Mama hiked that skirt up. Got up on that bike. Why are you saying this to me, Sheila? Because some of you are missing some opportunities in your life because you haven't been able to let some things go. You've allowed stress. So it's called getting stress out. We have worked on getting stress. We've allowed stress to come in our lives. And the stress is killing our relationships. Say relationships. relationships. Say it again. Relationships. With your families, with your children, with the people that you're sitting right next to in church with the folks that live in your house, that the folks that you work with, the stress is killing relationships. But not only is it killing relationships, it's killing you. It is literally killing you. In the Bible, Bishop and I, you know, I'm like you, I enjoy reading and studying when I'm going to speak. Do you know in the New Testament, one another is listed 59 times? Why would God put that in the Bible 59 times if it didn't mean something? It means something. One another. 59 times in the New Testament. And then it's just under 60 exhortations in scriptures to actually, now hear this, do something towards another person. God help us with our selfish selves. Over 60 times to do something for another person. When's the last time you've done something for somebody else that you didn't know? Kim, I had Kim take me to Target, because y'all, I got cold here yesterday. See, it's 95, 98, 100 in Alabama. I come here and it's 63 degrees. I'm like, whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. I got some Starbucks coffee. I didn't even tell Kim this. There was a little girl behind me with her mother, and it was something about Halloween or something that she saw and she was telling her mother about. So when I checked out, I said, give me a $10 gift card. While I was walking away, I turned to that little baby girl. I said, now you can buy whatever you want. If you want hot chocolate, you can buy two cups of hot chocolate. <laughs> what did that take from me? Not one thing. Not one thing. I want to share this. There's two quotes by Andy Stanley with you. The primary activity of the church was one anothering, one another. One anothering, one another. 
But the operative word there is was. Hear me. The operative word is was because guess what? You ain't doing it no more. You ain't doing it right. I'm a college professor. You got that right. Full professor. Ten-year professor. But you ain't doing it no more. You leave it on the pastor and his wife to do it. If they don't do it, shame on you. But that was the primary activity of the church. The next one states by Anley. He says, when everyone is sitting in rows, look down your row right now where you're sitting. You can't do any one another's. Because you're sitting on a row. And when you're sitting on a row, what do you see? Say it again. Each other. All you can see. So you are not doing one another's. Let me move on quickly here. Luke. And I use the NIV on this, and I do it because it makes plain, it makes words and understanding plain. Love the King James Version. But sometimes we've got to just break it all the way down, 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 down. And I will say this to you. As someone in higher ed, when we write as colleagues, when we write professionally, you know we only write on a third grade reading level? You know why? That is a basic reading level for people. So if I can break it down, my whole job is I don't want you to guess what I'm saying. I want you to know what I'm saying. And I want you to be able to understand it. Therefore, you can take what I say and articulate it to somebody else. It simply says, be careful. Check this out. Y'all take y'all phones. Take a picture of these. Be careful or your hearts will be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness. And this is the one I want you to catch. The anxieties of life the anxieties of life and that day will what close on you suddenly 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 it didn't say sometime one day maybe if I suddenly like a trap some of you are sitting here on the sound of my voice right now. That's why I said, y'all kept me up last night. It's all y'all fault. <laughs> because you have allowed yourself, hear me, here's Sheila today. You in that trap. It's like that mouse, your tail is caught, you can't get out. Those sticky pads. Bishop, when your feet get stuck, they get those, you, you can't get out. And your pride is so strong. Oh, my God. You're afraid to ask for help. Because, boo, you don't want nobody to know you jacked up from the floor up. But let me tell you something. All I have to do is look at you and God will reveal it. Ah! I don't need you to tell me. So who are you fooling? You're fooling no one. I look at it like this. If you know you can put a plastic bag over your head, how long do you think you're going to breathe with that plastic bag over your head? What do you think you're doing when we go through this? But thanks be to God. God's got a plan for you today. Tell your neighbor God's got a plan. Put your hands together and thank God for the plan. The plan 
is to help us get through these issues. But even when there's a plan, see, I can't make you do nothing. Bishop can't make you do nothing. You have a will, and your will can be yay or And I tell folks, I would tell my boys, the two I have, I tell my niece, the one that's a clerk of courts, her husband's a judge, I said, do you need me to call you stupid? <laughs> oh, no, don't call her stupid, AG, don't call her. Well, you better get it in check, and you get it right. Because anytime you know better and you don't do better, I didn't, I, you calling you, you, If I have to validate it for you, let me do it. God gives a plan. He has a plan to help us through these issues. Relationships can be the heaviest weight there is. And let me just share. I was telling my husband, I said, God is calling us to transparency. See, a lot of people can be helped if you just tell the truth. Amen. Y'all ought to be saying amen. You know it's the truth. You don't want people to be helped because of your own insecurities. I don't want folks knowing my business, girl. I'm, mm, mm, mm. Well, I'm going to be transparent because there's still some things I need God to do. I've got two grandkids in college, one junior, one senior, two will be going in after another year. I need some help. Let me say something to you. It affects everything, your health, your emotions, your mentality, your mentalness, your dreams, and your future. You don't have no business walking around playing the blues all day long. My baby didn't left me. The rent is due. Mm-mm. Y'all be singing Heartbreak Hotel. Instead of you singing, God can fix it for me. Mother, you know that Heartbreak Hotel song? Mm-hmm. Heartbreak Hotel. Church folks. Church folks. Bust these doors open every Sunday with your fake selves. Don't you know there are too many people that need to be delivered? And you let your pride, you know, pride, oh, God, to get you in trouble, to get you in trouble. Reconciliation. Tell your neighbor, reconciliation. Tell them again. Is the ability to let go. Hear me. Reconciliation is the ability to let go in God. Reconciliation has to do with relationships. Your relationship with God first. And your relationship with man. So what people don't like me? I don't care. You didn't make me. You're not my daddy. You don't supply all my needs. You're not taking care of my family. You're not giving me breath. You are not doing it. I don't care. I think it's Clint Eastwood to say, make my day, make my day. Because see, the more you talk about me, I'm just going to smile, boo, I'm smiling, getting that six-figure paycheck every month. Hate me, hate me, hate, hate, keep hating, keep hating, keep hating. See, your hating gives me determination because I know the God I serve said I shall live and not die. I will be the head and not the tail. I'll be above and not beneath. So you think you hating me gonna make a difference to me? 
And that's not being arrogant. That's knowing who I am in the kingdom of God. Relationship stress can cause anxiety again. It's like quicksand. It's like quicksand. The longer we are in it, hear me, you send it on the end, the deeper we sink. And you know what? The person you upset about, they don't even know what you think. They all somewhere having ice cream. They made me so mad. Every time I see them, I can't stand them. Look at her, look at her. Yeah, look at her. She ain't worried about you. It's like quicksand the longer you're in it. And then the crazy part about it is you try to get folks to come get in that mess with you. So not only, grab his hand, grab her hand. Not only am I going down, she going down, he going down, grab his hand. Everybody you come in contact with, they're going down. At some point, thank you. God is saying to his children, oh, what needless pains you bear. All because of reconciliation. A simple word. But I'm telling you, it's a hard thing for people to do. Because when it comes to reconciliation, it first makes you look at who? Ooh, that man in the mirror. I'm telling you, Michael Jackson was anointed. God gave that man that song. I don't care what y'all say, what you want to say. God gave Michael Jackson the song, The Man in the Mirror. Asking you to change your ways, but the man in the mirror. The mirror is only going to show you. Oh, Lord, let me hurry up here. I got a plane to catch. Let me hurry up here and move on. We forgive. Forgiveness is about us and Jesus. It's really not about you and the offender. You can choose to walk in forgiveness no matter what the issue. There is a part we play and there's a part that God plays. See, we get confused. We try to be God's helper sometimes. He ask you to help him. He didn't have no part-time jobs up for... <laughs> Does he have part-time jobs, Bishop? I didn't know God was looking for part-time employees. Don't need you to help me do my job. When he does it, he brings peace mm. in our relationship. When we extend grace, catch these next three, he gives healing. We give grace and forgiveness because guess what? Put your hand on yourself. We need it. We need it. We seek reconciliation, and he provides the remedy. Mm. Haven't you said to yourself, I wish I could get this right, but I, Lord, I don't know you what to. And then all quickly, God just says, do this. And it's done. It is done. It's done. God is direct in how to get stress of our lives, out of our lives. This next one, I love this one also. Matthew 5, 23 and 2 in the NIV. Therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, ooh, and there you remember that your brother or sister has something against you, go ahead and just praise God. Go ahead and praise God. You'll worry about it Monday. Go ahead and just shout all around the church. Just go ahead and scream even louder. It says, ooh, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First, not second, not third, not fourth, not fifth. First, go and be what? 
to them, then come and offer your gift. Isn't it amazing communion time supposed to be trying to run, get stuff straight? Or you say, oh, God, forgive them because I know I forget. Nah, that ain't what he told you to do. That's not what he told you to do. So you can't lift your hands and offering to him. When you know you've offended your sister intentionally. When you know you've offended your brother. Communion time, three minutes before communion. And you're trying to get that prayer through. The scripture says, leave. If you got to go out and call your husband, girlfriends, go out and call that man. And don't say, well, you know, uh, I'm sorry, baby. That ain't it. You're sorry for what? I want you to please forgive me. Because what I did was inappropriate. What I said was inappropriate. How I treated you was inappropriate. I miss you. I love you. Please forgive me. And men, the same thing go for you. No, you know I love you. No, we don't know. Just don't tell me that. I don't want you to tell me. You know, no, don't tell me. Tell me how many ways you love me. How much? Bishop Tyson. We went through him for counseling before Bishop and I got married. And he's the one that taught us that. Learn to tell each other how much you love them. So we'll start like this. I'll say, I love you more than all the, the sand on the beach around the world. And then I'll say, square root that five times. And then I'll say, oh, it's your turn. My husband's very cunning, you all. He's very good. He'll go back and he'll say, I love you more than every blood vessel that can run through your body and everybody's body on this earth. And then he'll say, I'll square root that ten times. <laughs> we have to learn to do that. You cannot power through it. Sometimes you've got to go back to Galilee. Hear me. You have to. And make it right. You have to repair that breach. You have to restore that relationship. I just mentioned a spouse. But it frightens me to see the sad relationships that we have with our children. Children that we birthed. I'm sorry. I love my boys. I talk to my boys. My boys talk to me. I talk to my siblings. So if I were to get a call today, I won't have to say, ooh, it's been so long. Nah, it was yesterday. It was an hour ago. It was 15 minutes ago that I talked to them. We have to learn to breach it. Then once you've done that, you can go back to the altar and present that sacrifice. Romans. And this is a long one. I'm not going to go through and read all this, but you read this in your time. The one I want you to look at is verse 16. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be proud. Do not be proud. You only have what you have and are who you are because of what? You're not that smart. See, I'm not that smart. I had a speech impediment growing up. I could not even say hello on the telephone. I couldn't even answer the telephone. I had a major speech impediment. I've never been to one speech class. I've been to China twice. I've been to Africa. I go all over and speak. It's nothing about Sheila. The grace of God. And God knew he could trust this crazy woman to say exactly what he told her to say. Without compromising. Without compromising. Be 
careful, be careful. Do not be conceited. Mm. We've got a whole lot of conceited folks walking around the church. You don't have to know me to speak to me. The fact you walk past me, open up your mouth. What's that song say? Open your mouth and say something. Open your mouth and say something. You speak. You say something. You say something. And then that last one, the 18th and the 19th. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge. My dear friends, believe room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to revenge. I will repay, says the who? Charles? Justin, Paul, Andy, Randy, Susie. And since I have that assurance, everything else falls into place for me. It falls into place for me, everything else. The next one I want to go to. There's three strategies. Take your picture, take your phone, take a picture of these. Because these are critical. Three strategies to help you let go. If we focus on obedience, guess what? Isn't that easy? Why well, come we don't do it? Y'all know we don't do it. We, we think we can do it better than him. Uh-uh, God, go ahead and rest. I got this. Mm-mm, Lord, oh, I got this. I got this. And what you do, you just intensify the situation. The next one is, we extend grace. God gives the what? And I have to remind myself even sometimes I'm no different they were than they are. I'm just a sinner saved by what? Grace. We all are sinners saved by grace. Be careful that you don't become a little God. Do you hear me? Be very careful that you don't become the little God. We seek reconciliation, and he does what? He provides the remedies. As I go on to bring this part, then I've got another part I want to talk to you about. Who has to make the first move, God or you? Put your hands back on yourself again. It's you. Can't anybody do this but you? And I want to say this to you. Be careful how you look down at people. I'm very serious. Be careful of how you look at people. If you don't have the means to provide a solution for their problem, shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. I tell the people in the church, you don't like how they look, but then you go buy them some clothes. If not, be quiet. Because it's easy to complain and to condemn someone. Hear me. But in that condemning, you also have to have some resolutions. If you've got $10 in your purse and you know that mother has two kids, you ought to take eight out of yours. All you need is two to buy you a cup of coffee. That's all, that's all you need. Cup of coffee. Cup of coffee. That mother's got to buy her child some food. The students at AUM know Dr. Austin keeps food in her office. Just paying their tuition sometimes is a lot. They're not with their families. Their families aren't there. I pay tuition. I have my own endowed scholarship, $25,000, to help pay someone first generation. Don't you know God's going to bring that back to mine? And it's not mine to begin with. He's putting it in my hands to see what I'm going to do with it. 
And you can go out and buy as many designer handbags as you want. When they shut that casket on you, boo, they gone. And if you got some family members before they shut the casket, they're going to be at your house taking your stuff. So you have to be very cautious and careful. This last part, and I'm getting ready to bring this to a close. My whole point when I speak, I don't need you jumping and shouting, because when you leave, I need you to have some nuggets that's going to help you live. Okay? You have to be able to function when you go out into this world. Bishop, this is back for you. We were talking about that Joshua generation. We believers, we now have an incredible opportunity. Hear me, all be one in this room. We have an incredible opportunity in the spirit to advance. Hear me. If you look at anything historically, everything happens in seasons. There's windows. Our window right now is open. I heard the pastor had no idea. He was going to say, I'm going to have a meeting. Because it's a window. Either you will miss the window or you're going to hear the word and move. See, for me, money means nothing because I know it came from God. If my parents raised six children and all of us went to college except one, and I've never had a, a bill to pay for tuition. Everything was free, scholarships, even my doctorate. They paid me to get that. I know what the power of prayer can do. My mother did day work. I didn't know what day work was until I saw the movie The Help. Because we called it day work, and it was nothing negative. I had no idea, and I was like, that's what my mother was doing. But when my mother died, my dad died, that family was right there, continuing to provide us support. So I need you to hear me very carefully on this one. There's a window. There's seven traits, Bishop of the Joshua generation, and I'm sure you know them. The first one is the Joshua generations honors the previous generation. Y'all all should be saying amen. You honor what was there before, because whatever it was, good or bad, there's always something. You can get, it may be that you get, I'll never do that again. But you've got something from that generation for you to hold on to and to keep those nuggets. Simply stated, the previous generation, young rulers who were critical and dishonoring of the previous generation will not be trusted by God to lead. Ooh Whoa, 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 whoa. You can't lead if you don't respect and have honor for the previous generation. Bishop, I have been in meetings, and I have literally had to get up and walk out. When I hear young folks say, oh, no, we're going to do it all different, all different. Mm. You're going to fall flat on your face. Flat on your face. Because there is always something you can pick up from the former. The Joshua generation is a people of great faith. Where's your faith? Where's your trust and belief in God? If you don't have it, you can't be a part of that generation. You can't go around talking, well, I don't know, I know Bishop got this plans, all these plans, but I don't see how he's going to do it. Shut your mouth, it's not your business. Because see, there's only some things he's only going to give to the leader. You don't have to know. And you know what? He don't even need you to get it done. He'll send a total stranger in and give him everything he needs to get it done. Trust me on this one. I know what I'm talking about. Be careful of your mouth. 
If you don't agree, the best thing for you to do, zip it. People say, what's your opinion? Well, I have none. I'm fine. <laughs> Praying for them. Praying, yes. Praying for them. God is calling us to stop the circling, for us to stop circling the mountain. We've gone around long enough. It bothers me when I'm in meetings and I hear people say, oh, yeah, we've been working. I wanted to say you've been working for 10 years. You ain't got it done yet. Something's wrong. Something's wrong. It is calling us to arise, to shine, and let the nation see the glory of God in the midst of darkness. Key words, arise, shine. You cannot move those are military unless they keep saying you keep cadence and then when they say forward, forward. I've never heard them say backwards march. I've always heard them say forward march. You all are getting ready to get some marching orders. You've got to be ready to forward march. The next one, number three, the Joshua generation has a conquering anointing. My God. They're stating that you have an anointing. Elsa in the movie Frozen. Y'all watch Frozen. Y'all got grandkids, y'all. Well, it's one of the biggest Disney. Go watch it if you haven't watched it, okay? Elsa is singing, and that's where that song came from in Frozen, Let It Go. Let it go, let it go. She just twirling and free. She says, I'm free. Just Some of you all need to exhale. Because you're going to be gifted with this conquering anointing. And let me tell you one thing. It won't be given to everybody. Because for you to be a conqueror, you got to have some strong self-confidence. You can't be like the cowardly lion. <laughs> and Bishop, pray for me because I don't have patience for that. I honestly don't. Because see, you can't tell me God is your God. And you got the cowardly, the lion, you all you got all you need. God has given you everything you need. I believe that God is calling the present day body of Christ to engage in battles, hear me, that will capture everything that was stolen by the enemy. How many of y'all ready to take back your stuff? How many of you are really ready to take back your stuff? How many of you want back everything that the devil has stolen from you? You want it back and you want it back now. Recapture with your slew foot, black eyed, snaggertooth, snot nose self, the enemy. Ah! It's time for us to step on his head. To chop it off. Hallelujah. He's held us captive long enough. That's what God is getting ready to do. How many of you are big enough, bad enough, bold enough to stand on God's word today? I don't see enough of you standing. How many of you are able and willing to stand on what God is saying today? Everything. Everything, 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 your joy, your love, your peace, your money, your mental stability. Enough is enough. You better back up, Jack. Don't let me put on my tennis shoes and take off these earrings. And get my Vaseline and put on my face. Because baby is getting ready to be a rumble up in here. 
You better talk to him like that what he is. Nothing. You better believe it. Taking it back. Two more. The generation, stand up. The Joshua generation doesn't tolerate ungodliness. Enough of you playing in the camp. You can't be saved on Sunday and you the devil Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. And bring yourself up in here and act like you all that in a bag of chips. Deceitful, ungodly. But I will tell you this. God's getting ready to rain judgment. Either you are or you ain't. Either you is, no more. No more. I guess this is a judgment message also, huh, Bishop Brady? You can't do it. You're not going to be able to do it. Because where God has taken this ministry, whew, the Joshua generation is a people of purpose. And today God is calling believers to embrace the divine with vision of fulfilling and it's a cultural mandate hear me it's a cultural mandate because people are looking at us they can't wait for you to get, come around them girl here she come again that Jesus mess look at her and they're running her mouth like everybody else he can't even get to work on time he has a nerve to say he's a There he go taking them 40 minutes lunch breaks. He back in the bathroom again? My brothers and sisters with hands lifted all over this place.